Open Nesters podcast is a weekly podcast that explores new ways of living as our kids leave the nest. Now in season three, the podcast topics go deeper and wider in interviews with individuals, couples, and experts in areas ranging from relationships and families to adventure, spirituality, and sexuality. We wanted to do an episode about open nesting and how we've refined and people have helped us refine the idea of what is open nesting. Correct. We discussed that open nesting is different from nest to nest and what's open for one couple or one family is maybe closed or not even open or not even cracked uh, for others. And it's a revolving and evolving open nesting door. Right. We like the idea of the door being something that is continuously open, and yet knowing that our doors and the way we continue to open new doors is different than what other people find and how we experience new a new, a new level of openness in whatever area many of our episodes deal with that people step into. So we were talking about different styles of openness. Well, not right? only the style. I mean, we're talking about uh, uh, there's no standard. There's no norm. There's no uh, supposed to be, or this is what many people do. Everybody does whatever they want in that open nesting stage. We are, for example, our door is open for our kids to come in, stay the night, two nights, three nights. We don't have to charge them rent. We're not the Airbnb for our kids. We don't have to think about, okay, well, they're eating and butching our food or whatever that is. Our son is still home, even though he graduated and now he's going to school. So... Open nesting for us is the kids are in and out continuously as far as the kids concerned. For some others that we spoke with and interviewed, their kids coming to home is a, is a curse. They don't like it. They don't want it. They feel that the boomerang effect, oh, my God, the kids are coming back. We're going to lose our freedom. I, you know, I can't stand this. Uh, you know, that they're taking space from us. They're taking our attention. Um, there are some like that. So there's no really normal, but for us, it's good. It feels good that the kids are back. Right? It does. It does feel good. And, and, I, and I've talked to you about how having our 24-year-old at home, who was not the easiest kid in high school, and over time when he came back from college, he became more appreciative, as we most of us realize our kids do. As they become mature, we hope we have those relationships. And I do feel like the idea that he's – it's a blessing that it's for Absolutely. us we've had that feeling Absolutely. and that experience – and and for and and opening when you do allow it to be not not based on the past and not based on your history and not based on what others have come before you or comparisons of what we're supposed to do in this in the society and many times it's about this binary thing like you know a, a good or bad like I'm not even making it good or bad like the There's the no idea that bad. it's not empty or open is just. It, it is what it is. We, we accept that we are opening, and actually Joseph Campbell has reminded me of a quote, follow your bliss and the universe will open doors where there were only nice. walls, I where like there are only walls. So walls sometimes keep us back. And so we like the idea of this evolving, revolving door was one of the things we discussed that we yeah. wanted, to, wanted to have you have people really consider that. Like what is it that helps you grow to be your best self at this stage of life that offers all of this possibility, if you're privileged, I will say, if you're privileged enough to not have illnesses. And I think we're going to talk about that in this podcast a little bit too, about the brokenness sure. of humanity too. Sure. And, and op 
openness doesn't mean that you have to be retired or not working anymore. There are many uh, couples that are in the open nesting stage that are still working full-time, both couples. Uh, maybe one of them is looking for retirement, but mostly they are still working. So work is continued to, to work. It, open nesting doesn't mean retire and now sail into the sunset. Right? Although we've had couples that have figured out ways to downsize, and that was an interesting, many different different interesting interviews about downsizing or deciding to travel the world or just sell everything and, and, and work as a digital nomad uh, 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 at this stage. Our I mean, first episode was the Gypsy Nesters. And then we had Polly Episode Bo. number one. Yeah, I mean, nothing, yeah one yeah. or two. We did a number one. Polly Bo, who's been in two of our interviews, he's, he left the Netherlands and has been a digital nomad, and he has open nester kids that are now following his example, and then people that decide to live apart but stay together, even in a monogamous relationship. And then another part of opening for us, as we've discussed in many episodes, is open relating. Yeah, well, I, w- I want to make sure that people understand that open nesters doesn't mean that you have to be retired at that stage. I mean, some right. s- some are. I mean, we. I am not retired. I'm not. I'm still working. And I full call time. it my. I call it that I'm not working for a living, but I'm in my jubilation, which is the jubilation years that the Latin use. I like well, that. You're unemployable. I'm unemployable. <laughs> <laughs> unemployable. You're working as a as a podcast producer. You are the executive producer of the Open Nesting Podcast, and that's a lot of work. People don't understand uh, exactly what I mean. Why won't you tell us about what you do as far as your work concerned, Tessa? Because people don't understand what it takes to really produce a podcast like this. Well, it's not a full time job, but it's it for me. It's actually a, it's a, a lot of effort. It's a passion project because I get to follow finding interesting people all over the world by through social media, through referrals, and and pre-interview them in most cases, or listen to their TEDx or read their books, and and really get the heart of something new that's an open stage of this act. So for me, it's been more of a joy than a, any kind of work. It's a labor of love in such a big way. But it's not only labor of love. It's also very relatable to many people. And now we have thousands of listeners that listen to this podcast on a weekly basis. And also we are rated in the top relationship podcast uh, by the... Good Pod. Good Pod, yes. The Good Pod mm-hmm. organization. So we have taken ourselves in the open nesting stage to produce a podcast about the open nesting stage. Doesn't mean that we are retired. Doesn't mean that we're just talking about our opening, but you going to have your own opening. And I hope you'll find some of the same new connections to your kids at this stage if they do have to come home because we accept and we witness and we listen to them for where they are right now, even if they go through hard, hard times. So, for example, our son, our youngest son, he studied from some metaphysics and regular physics. He's a scientific, very critical mind. And I'm somebody who accepts things more. I, I, I really want to go with my intuition and my gut. And we're continuously having this debate about what do we bring him looking at, at science and things that are, that are, um, that are statistically uh, sound in, in some way in, in any kind of survey about plants or, or trees communicating or consciousness of the world. And, and he listens to me, I listen to him. And we've come together in this beautiful way to understand each other more. And I think when we, when we come from openness and we come from listening, it really does change things. And I, I actually... And patience and acceptance. I have a beautiful quote from Rachel Remen. I Until you get to it, I want to talk about our son because when you are away, uh, we are, <laughs> me and my, uh, me and my son, you're our son, we 
treat each other like roommates. Okay, what are you doing? Who's coming? What's doing? What's for dinner? What's that? And who's going to do the dishes? And what's the, are we going to do? When I'm going to see you? Blah, blah, blah. And we are really almost like two roommates living together. It's very, very funny. And I kind of like it. It's kind of making me feel like, hey, you know, uh, I have a young man at home and I feel young and I feel, you know, uh, it is, uh, it's a blessing. It's a blessing to have that type of relationship with my son. And it's a blessing that you let me have the more space because I have people in different parts of the country and things sure. that I'm pursuing for my own education and that I can bring to not just the podcast, but to some of my workshops that I'm I, doing. I, I hate to say give you because you, you, it's, it's available and you take it. And, that, and, it's, it and it's a joy that we have that partnership that I know sometimes codependency is hard. And, and sometimes from what we see from in the world and through our friends and out there is, you know, all the different illness and issues that people do deal with at all ages, not just at this age of this stage of the open nest, but being able to really witness the fact that there is a lot of hardship in the world. And there are times with, with there's that we cannot, people cannot get away from their homes that they really do have to take, have be caretakers and right. caregivers, which is a better word. I, I just came back from an incredible weekend of dance around the five rhythms. It's a conscious dance form and transforming grief and loss and listening to people for the different losses and brokenness that we also have in the world. And this quote basically is about listening. So I was going to read that from Rachel Remen. Wrote when we listen generously to people, they can hear the truth in themselves, often for the first time. Our listening creates a sanctuary for the homeless parts within another person. Beautiful. That is a very profound, wonderful quote, and I need to read it again, and I need to look at it again. Very nice. I mean, the openness is listening, right? Isn't isn't openness exactly. about not knowing and allowing the curiosity to be something we're open to? Yeah, and we are open. We are curious, and open always does not mean open relationship for everybody. Some are very uh, strengthening their monogamy. Some becoming monogamish. Some becoming open uh, in their relationship. It does not mean that it's one thing or another. Every couple make their own open their own personal open. They claim it, they have it, and, they, and, they and it changes. And they let and they adapt it. Right. And they and they we work out new agreements of what it means to be open. So it's not just in in in, in all of our relationships, the idea of refining this and, and it could be unique to each individual or couple how they refine that in their own discussion with themselves and how they've within listened. their own relationship. And, I mean, well, yeah, and, and, and or even making the decisions and choices like to have a sabbatical, like my sister and my, our brother-in-law, that they decide to take a sabbatical year and be able to live and be digital nomads for a year to let to try playwriting and development of different things in, in Puerto Rico, actually. And, and making a choice, even when the kids are leaving the nest, that they can do something at this stage, and they were thinking... What's good for this stage now is before our kids, for example, we have grandchildren, it's good for us to do these kind of things and take advantage of it. So they listen to each other for what each other needed, and sometimes that takes some adaptation to, to figure out how to make something work. It's a lot, it's, it's, it, is, it is a process. It's such a it, process. It's an evolving process. That's why we're calling this an evolving and revolving door that is opening for you, and today it's one thing and tomorrow it's another. And you have to be open, curious, and be able to be adaptable to the circumstances because there's a lot of things that happen to all of us in this age when we reach that open nesting stage. And you 
dealt with it before, the pain and the health issues that people may have. And, and may also alter. trauma. Like we've had, sure. we've had our share of kids who have experienced, one of our kids who have experienced some real PTSD and still has to live with that. And, you know, trauma in our bodies. And so I'd like to talk for a moment about that because it was part of this weekend. It was a big part of this weekend, the way we experience pain. And, you know, we, we like to avoid pain as a society in this country. It's like, let's eat, let's drink, let's run away, let's escape. look at porn, let's look at videos, let's look at Netflix series, let's escape into things that take us away from the pain. And what we discuss a lot about is how when we feel, when we allow ourselves to really feel it and be witnessed by it, and that's the listening, then we can get through things together. And, and that creates opening. Not only that, many things create the opening. Also, the ability to communicate with your partner probably, properly, I want to say. It is very important to communicate and understand each other's needs like we are trying very hard to do. And sometimes it's not the smoothest sailing. We talk and we communicate, but we always seem to progress and uh, enrich our lives. And sometimes it is one step forward, two steps back, two steps forward, one step back. Having this idea of what actually one of our podcasts and open relationship coaches that we've spoken to about this was this deep heart sharing. And when we get into that deep heart sharing rather than defensiveness about what our needs are instead of listening to the other needs. So it comes back. The openings come really from that deep place of heart listening. And you know, Tessa, having uh, being part of this, ep not only episode, but the entire uh, podcast that we have developed here, the Open Nesters, gave us access to so many great people. We have met incredible, incredible consultants, smart, smart experts, in many, many fields. And I truly, when you talked about uh, the heart opening. And that's from Sumati so, Sparks. From Sumati yeah. Sparks. And I really enjoyed our session with her. We did a, a consulting session with her just uh, to understand if we are on the right track in our open relationship. And it was beautiful. It was wonderful. It was a great exercise. Uh, you know. Episode 26 oh, is, is ethical non-monogamy for you. Is she, ethical non-monogamy for you. listen up to okay. Sumati there. Sumati uh, Sparks. Sparks. Yeah, Sumati Sparks. What an incredible human being. So understanding and so uh, experienced in uh, teaching and consulting to couples that really want to talk about open relationship. Maybe it's for you, maybe it's not. Openness. And it's not easy. No, 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 no. Nobody says that opening in general, yeah. as we, as I want to talk about this open, revolving, opening, evolving, none of it is easy. Monogamy is not easy. Parenting is not easy. No. Living sometimes is not easy. Obviously, so many things that we endure work. Communicating often, honestly communication, is not Deep uh, communication. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not easy. So, so the idea is to just be on this path to com of commitment. And that actually was what touched me is that somebody wrote back to us and said, you know, watching your commitment of such a long-term relationship, regardless of the, our ups and downs, we're not perfect. And we don't no. pretend to be. We just hope that everyone s somehow finds ways to, 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 to believe in themselves and their own ability to open to more love in the world. And for me, that's a big part of my mission. So it's what I always right. like to talk about. I, we always ask uh, anybody that we talk about, couples specifically in our podcast, we always ask, what can you tell our 
open nesters out there, what advice you can give them, whether it's a financial advice, whether it's a health advice, whether it's a career advice, whether it's open relationship advice, how to strengthen your monogamy, how to open up your relationship, whatever it is, we always say, tell us, what is it? So I'm telling you, Tessa, what would you like to say to our open nesters? What have you, we have learned, you and me, I mean, I know what I'm going to say, but I'm asking you first, what have we learned from all of our experts over the past, you know, what we are going on season three now, right? I would say that I learned that I will never, ever have all the answers, and I can only open my heart and curiosity to look for them with patience, and patience is, is, is something that I continuously work on. So I listen to other people, and I, I, I think, wow, there's so much to learn there. How much, how much I can just step back and open to what is possible. Right. And if I have to, if somebody would ask me, what would you suggest? Sure. What, what, what would you suggest? <laughs> no, I'm asking myself and answering myself. But I think that a lot of couples that get to that open stage, open, open nesting stage, they're kind of like, uh, it's, they feel uncomfortable perhaps. They feel like, well, it's continuation of the of of the type of uh, the dynamic relationship that they had before, and it's not the case. It's not the case. Kids leaving the house do change the dynamic in the house, and I think that one of the most important things that the couples truly need to work on their communication and on their relationship to stay together and to continue to be open, continue to build the relationship not to say well you know we married for 28 years 30 years 40 years whatever that is uh the kids are now left the house we can do whatever we want we can grow a belly we can do you know we don't have to take care of ourselves anymore our responsibility is over no we have to show up to each other and this is the most important thing that i can tell the openness and keep on showing up to your spouse keep on showing and the most important thing second to that is take risk Take risk. This is the time to take risk. Now it's the time, as as uh, I think that Joe, uh, the financial guy, says that when we when we have less time ahead, there's less to fear. To fear, and this is what I'm suggesting to all the openers out there. Take risks. Take risks, and also know Stay how to know, and know how to slow down. Ah, slowing slow down. down. Slowing down helps us integrate. And so, as many of you have probably heard on many of our episodes, I'm, I'm still need to learn. How to do <laughs> I have that. more time to slow down, and yet, if you don't have as much time to slow down, we we sometimes learn it the hard way. I still sometimes beat myself up, like, "Wow, slow is fast, and fast is slow." When I rush to do something, but we can learn so much more from really taking in what's around us, having full presence to it. And so, that's actually even my bigger suggestion: is how to be fully present to the things that. That even if you have the pain that you can move in different ways, and there are many practices, and you can contact me if you're interested because I have a lot of ideas about this idea of, 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 of letting our bodies experience what we have to experience and not deny it, and that's a, a sense of, of mindfulness as well. Um, I just know that when we, when, we, when we allow ourselves to slow down and enjoy the delight of what's in front of us, there's so much more delight. Exactly. There's so much more delight. There's so much more to experience if you're curious and if you're open and you're willing to take the risk. And I'm not talking about I will never do 
a bungee jump. Uh, that's not <laughs> that's not me, and I don't like roller coasters. Life has a lot of those for me naturally, so I don't need to go and uh, artificially ma- um, muster the, uh, the the feeling of uh, fear and anxiety that uh, a roller coaster can produce. But stay curious and stay and take the risk. Ride the wave. Ride the wave. Get out in the ocean if you do want to. That's what I love. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, this is what I'm suggesting to the open nesters out there. I have learned that we need to stay curious, and I don't want to sound redundant, but everybody needs to think about their own open. What does open nesting mean to you? What do you want to open in your household? What is it that you want to be open to? What do you want to explore? What do you want to experience? This is the time to do it. Now that the kids are out of the house, the responsibility is lower, you don't have to take care of the kids. Well, some of you may have still paying tuition for colleges, whatever. We're not talking about that. We're talking about having your own space and time. What is it open means to you? And this is the answer that you have to give yourself. We can only suggest and tell you what it is means to us and what it means to others that have we have interviewed and we talked to and we come in contact with. But you have to talk and tell yourself what is open means to you. What are you open to? Exactly. And meanwhile, while you're thinking, go to our website, check it out. There are so many great episodes that will inspire you to be curious and even take a risk. And don't hesitate. Leave us a note. Leave us a comment. Tell us uh, what you think. We love to hear from you. We hear from so many of you, and we love to hear from more of you. We hear from we hear from some, but we every time I run into someone, whether it's a friend or a friend of a friend or somebody I don't even never met, and they'll just say, oh, "I listen to all your podcasts," and I don't even know exactly. that they're listening. So, if you will get on our closed Facebook page and let us know what you liked and say something about it, or follow us on social media, which. You know, maybe we don't plug enough because it's not, I want to do this for passion, but I would love you in our community. So get on our Instagram and subscribe to the podcast wherever you can find your favorite podcasts as you are. And please thank you for sharing. Continue to share them because it is growing and growing and more people are going to learn to open their way. Visit theopennesters.com, double in the middle, S at the end. And till next time, this is Amir. And this is Tessa. And we will see you on the next episode. Ciao. You have been listening to the Open Nesters Podcast, a production of Kiwi Publishing and Media. Executive producer, Tessa Crone. Music by Yoni Avi Patat. Audio engineering by Lucid Sound. Web design and blogs, PJ Ewing. This podcast is available on all podcast platforms. To learn more about each episode and guest, please visit us at theopennesters.com. For questions or to be a guest on our podcast, email tessa at theopennesters.com.